Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. The Grinch did not steal Christmas. Here's the millennial with the mic. They want you to say Grace. Grace Curley. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. We have a lot to discuss with Libby Evans, a lot of local news, actually, a lot of Boston news to get to. But before we do, Libby is a frequent guest on this show. I know people love when she's on. She's a writer for the Post Millennial. And I have to imagine, given today's news, that Libby has some thoughts, some opinions on Hunter Biden. Um, Libby, I'm not sure if you watched his speech on the steps of the Capitol, but what do you make of the latest in the Hunter Biden saga? Yeah, so I think it's pretty ridiculous that he showed up in D.C. where he'd been subpoenaed to be deposed by the committee um, investigating him and his father, their shady business deals, the influence peddling. And instead, he stood in a spot reserved for him by Eric Swalwell to (laughs) deliver himself of a speech declaring that the House committee was illegitimate um, to blame MAGA Republicans again for his own, uh, you know, wrongdoing. And one thing that he also did was he leaned into his personal story again, which is something that he does, something that his dad does. They figure when they can't actually win on on the rules on the basis of any kind of justice, they can just start complaining about their own personal lives and everyone will be sympathetic. Yeah. And and Libby, I mentioned this to you before um, before we started this during the break, but. I also feel like, and and maybe I'm wrong, maybe the White House is behind him, but I have to imagine there's people in the White House looking at this and thinking, oh, God, he's going rogue. He's going off course here. I can't envision a world in which Joe Biden staffers are giving this the green light. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of different ways you can think about it. Like maybe, maybe, the, maybe the Biden people... Um, are just trying to throw Hunter Biden under the bus to save the dad. That's a possibility. You know, maybe they're letting this happen on purpose. Um, But, yeah, I I have often wondered what the conversations between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden have been since the laptop. We know that uh, Joe Biden hasn't really been the best dad. Could you imagine the vitriol he must have unleashed on Hunter Biden? You know, what are you so cracked out? You leave your laptop behind. (laughs) Why would you do that? Um, yeah, I, I wonder what that's I wonder what that's like around the Thanksgiving table. It can't be too pretty. Hunter really should be uh, is probably being forced to play ball. I feel like this is all part of whatever the Biden family has going on to try and figure out how they're going to get out of this mess. Maybe they're just thinking they can ride it out till November. Um, get somebody, you know, where, by which point so many of us are thinking somebody else is going to be on the ballot and just uh, just a. Uh, you know, move past it somehow. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. Libby, um, you messaged me this morning. I was reading a story about how Boston City Hall 
is in the middle now of a little bit of a problem because uh, our mayor, Mayor Wu, one of her administration's officials on behalf of the mayor sent all Boston City Councilors an email Tuesday inviting them to a holiday party. But this wasn't just any holiday party, Libby. This holiday party was very Mm -hmm. specific. So Libby, you messaged me today and you said, have you already talked about this? It's crazy. I know you you know that my audience, a lot of uh, New England listeners. And I said to you, I'm reading it right now. This is bonkers. So break this down for people. What happened with this email and why is Mayor Wu now facing some backlash? Yeah, so Mayor Wu, it turns out, is pretty racist. She thinks that Boston City Council should have a, there should be segregated holiday parties. And so one of her staffers sent out an email intended only for the electeds of color. Apparently they have their own club. Whites are not invited. She sent out the email to um, electeds of color, accidentally sent it to everybody, talking about the electeds of color holiday party, which was set for today um, at 5 p.m. at what seems to be a rather nice establishment on Beacon Street, and then had to apologize when it turned out that uh, people realized she sent them an invitation to a segregated holiday party, and some of the people who received it were specifically not invited. I find this absolutely horrifying that the city of Boston would designate funds for segregated holiday parties. And the thing that I think is really amazing is you had a couple of people talking, um, you know, from the from city council talking about how this is actually a good thing, right? I mean, when they <laughs> that's what they say once they get caught doing the bad thing. They say that it's actually a good thing. And you had this person talking about, um, what's her name? She's been in some other trouble. Tanya Fernandez-Anderson. Yeah, Tanya Fernandez-Anderson. She seems like a real winner, everybody. Good job <laughs> electing her. But you have, uh, you have her out there saying, you know, oh, we need to have our own private space separate from white people. And so I started thinking, like, okay, so you need this separate holiday party for persons of color, which means people who are not from the same ethnic or racial background. It means people who are, have, you know, who don't have pale skin. Or, you know, whatever whatever it is, it's people who are not white, right? That's it. That's the only thing that ties these people together is that they are not white. That and a rhetorical consideration about the history of oppression. Um, I don't know how Asians have been really oppressed in Boston. You know, someone's going to have to clue me in on that one. Uh, I also don't know how the mayor is oppressed. I don't know how elected city council members can go out there with power and say that they're oppressed. So basically, the idea, the idea here is that we people of color are so oppressed in our positions of power that we need to have our own segregated Christmas party. And the only people who are being segregated are white people, and they're only being segregated because of the color of their skin. That's it. That's it. That's insanity. That's insanity. Whoever came up with this idea, I don't know how long it's been going on, they should just be completely kicked out on their butts. They should be out on their butts. They should not be in charge of Boston. They should not be in charge of any neighborhood or any community or anything. Absolutely insane. It's insulting. Um, And I I don't know how Bostonians are possibly putting up with this kind of nonsense. And they're paying for it, of course. Of course, Bostonians are paying for it. 
Libby, I want to mention something because you brought up Tanya Fernandez Anderson and you are absolutely right to. She responded to this email and said, you know, your email should not offend anyone. There's absolutely no confusion. Just like there are groups that meet based on shared interests or cultural backgrounds, it's completely natural for elected officials of color to gather for a holiday celebration. She also said celebrate diversity. But the reason I bring that up is because you mentioned how she's been in hot water before. And I actually think her past comments on what's happening in Israel, the Israel-Hamas war, I actually think this ties in here with a conversation that we've had before, how if you see everything through the prism of people's skin color, you can really lose the plot. And so I want to read you something that Fernandez Anderson has said before and get your reaction. This is a quote from her, okay? This article is from October. She said, nobody wants people to die. The Holocaust was horrific. The African Holocaust was horrific. The Australian Holocaust of the... The Australian Holocaust was horrific. But when we start talking, we only talk about people with money and influence. We never talk about black people. We never talk about people suffering. We never talk about brown people. So if you're Indian and you're Palestinian, nobody gets up and supports any of this stuff. So this was in response to full disclosure. He's married to my cousin, um, Counselor Michael Flaherty, who wanted to condemn Hamas and their terrorist acts against Israel. But she's concerned that we only talk about people with money and influence. Can you respond to that? Well, she's the one with money and influence now, and we're talking about her, you know, so maybe she's on to something there. But I do think that it's uh, I do think that it's telling like what what this person wants to do is blame somebody else. Right. She wants to separate herself. She wants to separate the people that look like her from the people that she doesn't like. And if it wasn't money and power, she would have some other thing that she would use, some other classification that she would use in order to insult these people or claim that, you know, they can't be part of the thing she's doing, like those white city council people in Boston. She doesn't want them to have anything to do with it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we certainly saw in the emergence of BLM and how the that has had a confluence with the anti-Israel stuff going on lately. There is definitely a faction of American progressives who... Um, you know, are pretty anti-Semitic in their consideration of Israel and their consideration of Jews in the United States, and who also think that whites are the devil as well. So um, I don't know how people like this keep getting elected. They get elected in New York, too. They get elected in Boston. They get elected all over the country. And it's like there was this uh, if I can bend your ear for a second, there was this episode of Will and Grace a very long time ago where Grace was campaigning for a Jewish person to be on city council, Jewish woman, and um, Will was campaigning for a gay man to be on city council. And they got back home, and they were both so disillusioned with their candidates. And then, you know, one of their friends, this guy Jack, he says, you didn't just vote for the black woman running and they were both like oh there was a black woman running and they run out to vote for the black woman they don't know anything about her um and i think that kind of thing is going on here you have uh you know a lot of the white people in this country have been badgered to the point where they're just doing what they're told electing who they hear is the right person and then they find themselves segregated and being pushed out of public life so um you know and the same thing is happening i think uh in, with with Jews in the U.S. now, where they're just being targeted, and it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Racism doesn't make any sense. And when you think about it in terms of how absurd it is that you would take a person's skin color, you know, or ethnic background, and declare that they are 
worthy or unworthy based on just those things alone, it's completely irrational. Uh, it's hard to make that make sense. Yet people like you know people like Anderson over here have no problem with it. Um, makes you wonder if they're capable of having any sort of rational thought at all. Yeah, and you know what actually it makes me um, think of Libby is when people because people will say this to me when I'm off the air they'll say they'll refer to something like what we're seeing now with the city council holiday party and they'll say oh it's reverse racism and I have to remind them I'm like no it's not reverse racism it's just racism racism can happen against right. white people too it's it's not reserved for specific races. Right. And it's interesting, too, because you've heard a lot of stuff the past couple of years, ever since the last census came out, that's telling us that white people are going to not be the majority in the United States at a certain point um, pretty soon. I think Brookings was saying like 2042 or something like that. Biden was saying 2017. That was in back in 2015. He was making these ridiculous remarks. Um, But what's interesting about that is if you look at the contemporary progressive definition of racism, it is one that can only attack the race in the um, only can be used to describe the race in the majority. So at a certain point, if white people are the minority in this country, are we going to get all of these special considerations? Are we going to get to have segregated holiday parties and affinity groups um, and special groups just for white kids? Or are they or, or when when the power dynamic population power dynamic shifts? Are white people just going to become the persecuted minority? You know, that'll be, uh, well, well, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Libby Emmons, we so appreciate your time. I know you're a fan favorite with my audience. Can you let people know where they can follow you on Twitter and where they can read all of your excellent work? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at Libby Emmons. And, of course, you can check out what we're doing at thepostmillennial.com every day. And also you can see great opinion columns we have going up at humanevents.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. When we come back, we'll take your calls on this. If anything Libby said, I'm sure there's uh, a few remarks there that other people want to comment on, and you're welcome to do that at 844-500-4242. Wanted to let everybody know, I know we're headed into... We're gonna. It's going to be the new year before you can even blink. That's how quickly this comes up. Right after Christmas, we're headed into the new year. And a lot of people put things off, especially when it comes to yourself, especially around Christmas. You're You're worried about getting everything for everybody else, making sure everybody else is taken care of, and you put yourself on the back burner. Well, no more. I want my audience to know that if you go to Dr. Houghton of Perfect Smiles, you can put yourself first and you can take care of yourself. And that's a good thing. That's not selfish. When you feel good about yourself and your smile, when you're proud of your smile, it affects everything in your life and it makes you it makes you happy. And when you're happy, it's better for everybody. So if you have a smile that you're proud of. It builds confidence in your professional life and in your personal life. And there's no better spot to go to than Perfect Smiles. I know from my own experience that everyone at Perfect Smiles is so kind. They'll take it at your own pace. And what I also know um, is that people can get really nervous when they're getting their teeth worked on. You want to go to someone gentle. You want to go to someone who is going to treat you like their most important patient. And I can assure you that is Dr. Houghton. He is the nicest man in the world. And he's also he also happens to be incredible at what he does. So take care of yourself. You deserve it. Call Perfect Smiles in Nashua, New Hampshire. They're conveniently located off of Route 3. They have plenty of parking. And you can reach them at perfectsmiles.com. That's perfectsmiles.com. Change your smile. Change your life. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. 
This is The Grace Curley Show. We were just discussing the no whites need apply holiday party that Mayor Wu is hosting. You're white, then you've been effing. If you're white, we don't need you to celebrate with us. And I did tell Libby, you know, full disclosure, flats, city councilor uh, Michael Flaherty, he's not running again. He's uh, he's hanging it up soon. But I, I would have reached out to him and said, hey, do you want to come on the show to talk about this? But I think that he doesn't need the headache. But then one of the texters pointed out, because I was reading this email, and she did say, by the way, Tanya Fernandez-Anderson did say Howie's favorite line, celebrate diversity. But I was reading this email from one of Mayor Wu's uh, administration officials inviting people of color to this holiday party, this segregated holiday party. And I believe, Jared, in the email, she explains that you can bring a guest. I, I think a guest is is welcome. Now, my question is, what if your guest, can we get the dun-dun-dun ready? Because I don't want to be dramatic here. But what if you are a POC, you're invited to this exclusive holiday party on Beacon Hill, and what if you decide to bring a white person with you? Is this a situation like, I I don't know, is this a situation where there's someone at the door? Is there a bouncer who's going to make sure that you don't get in if you bring a white person along as your plus one? These are all good questions, I think. And I I thank the texters for pointing them out. 844-500-4242. I also just want to say, in that last segment, we were talking about, and this really is what's happening now. You're, You're starting to see that when people only see things through the prism of race then they start to decide who can be oppressed and who can't and who's allowed to be victims or who's allowed to um who's allowed justice and who's not and you know there's certain groups of people right now in our country where if you want to attack them if you want to call for their genocide that's okay according to these elites because they understand oppression they understand the hierarchy of oppression more than we do and so certain groups of people can't be victims and some of these anti-israel protesters are shutting down the freeway now in california jared as our as our go-to california boy I've heard traffic there isn't great to begin with. Yeah, traffic is a problem in California. Do you think this is helping matters? (laughs) Absolutely not, although really they were probably just sitting there in traffic anyway. So this really wasn't a disruption of traffic. Yeah, it was just just more of a sideshow. Yeah, I saw the cops, and they're put in such a tough spot here where it's like, all right, if we're going to arrest people, and then they're going to start screaming, and it's just a mess. But that's not the only thing. And we'll take your calls on all of this when we come back. But I also wanted to mention that the climate activists, I think, are starting to feel they're starting to feel a little bit like Zelensky, Jared, where they're looking at this and they're going, hey, hold on a second. Let's not lose focus, because right now the anti-Israel protesters, the free Palestine crew who wants to free Palestine by releasing you know, rats into a McDonald's, they are taking up a lot of the attention in the media. So not to be outdone, never to be outdone, the climate activists, 
Some people might call them climate crazies. That's what Breitbart says, but I won't, I won't call them that. The climate activists have decided to attack the Christmas trees in Germany. Is it going to save the planet? I don't know. I don't think it's going to save the planet any less than putting graffiti on the White House gates is going to free Palestine. We'll be right back. We'll take your calls. Do not go anywhere, people. This is The Grace Curley Show. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Biden was just pressed on Hunter defying his subpoena. And from what I saw, he just walked away, which is typical. By the way, if you caught any of his press conference yesterday when he was discussing Ukraine, what a cluster bleep that was. I mean, we don't even have time in today's show, given all the news and this latest performance by the first son to get into what the big guy delivered yesterday. But... It's really it's incredible to get lectured from the president about how we have to spend money protecting Ukraine's border, which, you know, we can argue about that at another time. We can talk about, you know, where this money's going and the accounting for it. That's all well and good. But if you're going to lecture us about that and then in the same breath, tell us how trying to protect our border, Republicans who want to tie it together with our own border funding, with securing what's happening on the southern border, trying to tell us that that's somehow like extreme MAGA Republican ideology or, you know, an agenda that we're trying to push, that's that's pretty insane. Like, oh, you should care so much about helping Ukraine protect their borders, but if you dare try to get some money to protect our border to stop illegal aliens from flooding in in numbers that we've never seen before then you might as well be one of the evil mega people who's trying to ruin hunter biden's life too but again there's so much sound there and i don't think today we're gonna have enough time i did want to mention this though because a lot of these networks they keep replaying hunter biden they keep replaying the speech he gave and i thought sarah bedford had a really good point i I believe she's married to chris bedford from the federalist she said hunter biden's remarks at the capitol just now underscores how far we have drifted from quote i never once discussed business with my son which mountains of evidence have now proven was a lie from joe biden Yeah, there was a time when we were told Joe had no idea that any of this was going on. And now we're just being told that Hunter and Joe weren't like financially intertwined in these businesses. So that goalpost is that goalpost has been moved pretty significantly over the last couple months. 844-500-4242. But back to this local story. A lot of people on the lines to talk about how Boston City Hall roiled by email party invitation for electeds of color sent to all. So this was a whoopsie. Not that I think, I think the story would have come out either way, whether this uh, woo official accidentally sent it to all or even if she had only sent it to people of color i think it would have someone would have leaked it but even so it's pretty awkward to have to write up the follow-up to all the losers to all the white losers who aren't invited and say hey in case you got that email disregard in case <laughs> what'd you think of my funny joke <laughs> in case you got that email and you were thinking of showing up to this party 
don't even think about it. Okay. Let's go to Skippy. You're next up on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Skippy. Hey, Grace. Um, I was just thinking, uh, man, woo, woo, woo. Her husband is a Caucasian. Um, is he invited or does he have to sit out in the car? And how about the kids? They're half white and half Asian, so they get to go in, but they just get half a piece of the Christmas cake. I don't know what the rules of this is. How she can work around that. Her husband, from what I've seen, and I... His ethnicity is listed as Caucasian. Okay. Okay, so we have that officially. He's 38 years old. I, I'm just... I am just old school where I think I think if you're having a party and you're going to invite some of your colleagues, just invite everybody. You know what my nanny used to say? A wise, wise woman, that Anna Boyle. I, I, she would look at what's going on today and she would say, well, 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 things have gotten out of hand. But something she used to say, because my mother was an only child, and she used to say to my mom, there's always room for one more. I don't think Mayor Wu's office feels that way. They want to they want to specifically they want to specifically leave out white people from the holiday party. Not exactly in the spirit of Christmas, I don't think. Or are they going to say to these white people, "Sorry, there's no more room in the inn. Sorry. Go go to the next one. Go try try the next door. You're not getting into this holiday party. Steve, you're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Grace. How are you? I just I know we're we're joking about this and it's kind of funny, but this is this is highly illegal. This is a this is an equal protection violation the same way as if you would put black or Jew or any race. If you just reverse it, anytime you're in a situation like this and you want to know what whether it's an equal protection violation, just fill in the blank. It doesn't. I think these lefties have confused the sort of employment law, which is protected class, with these generalized ways that they can just discriminate against people and have something specifically for people of color. The problem is when you exclude one race, a government event. This is a government-sponsored event. It's, it's the quote-unquote state. And they're sponsoring this event and paying for it. You cannot exclude one race, even if it's the majority race. This is not like employment law where there's some gray areas where there's protected classes. This is illegal. And if her office is doing this in secret, it's even more frightening what they could be getting away with that we don't know about. So I think some people ought to file some FOIA requests regarding the emails coming out of her her office because if these are the type of meetings and events she's planning and she excludes certain races, she's violating the law and she should be held to account for that. You know what, Steve? Well, first of all, great points all around. Second of all, I just wish there was someone who really enjoyed filing FOIA requests and who's not a big fan of Mayor Wu and who maybe writes for the Boston Herald. I wish I could think of a journalist out there who could really sink their teeth into that. I'm I'm drawing a blank, but when I talk to Howie Carr during the crossover, I'll ask him if he has any ideas. Steve is absolutely right, but I think part of the problem, Steve, is that people have gotten away with this before. You're you're not off the mark when it comes to the fact that it is illegal, it is repugnant to do this. But the problem is, is that we've seen it before. We, we've seen Lori Lightfoot, for example, say she's only going to allow uh, journalists of color to interview her. We've seen this kind of 
problem emerge and there hasn't really there there might be a couple of write-ups there might be a little bit of um a, a reaction from people but there have never really been consequences for doing this i i think it's seen as okay it's the weirdest thing now where not only can white people never be the victims of racism but you can do anything like you can you can get away with anything because it's white people it's like it's not even considered and and steve's right if you just flip it around it would be outrageous we were talking about something the other day jared where we said if you flipped this around oh i remember we were talking about the menorah lighting and how the there was this music festival, right? And it was in Virginia. And a rabbi wanted to do a menorah lighting. And they said, you could do, you can do your menorah lighting, but we don't want to make it seem like we're siding with Israel over, uh, over the free Palestine movement. So you can have your menorah lighting, but you have to do it under a ceasefire now banner. And a lot of conservatives brought this up and I thought it was a really strong point. They said, if this were any other group and you said you can have your religious ceremony, but you have to do it under this political banner for us to approve it, there would be outrage. But there's not. Because and why? Everyone say it with me. Why is there not outrage? Well, because it's it's prejudice against jewish people and in the minds of these liberal elites jewish people are seen as white wealthy people according to tanya fernandez anderson it's about money and influence so it's okay they can push these tropes they can push these stereotypes and they can do whatever they want and it shouldn't surprise anyone actually speaking though of hanukkah and hanukkah celebrations we talked a lot yesterday about doug m hoff's tweet that didn't go over so well. He got the story, believe it or not, Doug Emhoff got the story of Hanukkah completely wrong. And so wrong, in fact, that he had to delete the tweet. Keep in mind, I rarely delete tweets because I, I usually check them a couple times. These, these officials, I don't even know what you call Doug Emhoff, the second gentleman, they have multiple, this goes through multiple people before they send it out. Like he had to have at least three sets of eyes on this tweet before he clicked send. And they had to delete it because it was such a whopper. And people were just replying back, you do not know the story of Hanukkah. Well, he sent out another tweet. He sent out a tweet where he said it was an honor to celebrate Hanukkah at the White House last night with President Joe Biden and members of the Jewish community. Hanukkah is an important reminder that we can always find light and hope, even in times of darkness. You know what my advice would be to Doug? To Dougie Doug Doug. My advice would be, put down the phone. You're good. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, you're... you're Doug, 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 Doug. At what point do you look at someone and you go, maybe you don't need to send out the Hanukkah tweet? Maybe the moment's passed. Maybe we let somebody else send out the Hanukkah tweet this time around. Uh, 844-500-4242. When we come back, we're going to talk to a very special guest. Very excited about this. And then in the 2 o'clock, we're going to talk to Justin Manning about the real estate market. I want to talk about these climate activists. I want to hear from the audience. And do you, know, do you think they're feeling a little left out here? A little left out in the rain? 
And also, the Wizards and the Capitals are planning to move from D.C., Jared. This is another case of changing foot traffic in one of a one of our favorite Democrat-run cities. So we're going to talk about that as well. But first, I want to tell people that it's getting chilly outside. The weather outside, not really so much today, but the weather outside is frightful. And... Luckily for you, the Gen 40 is so delightful. You are going to want to get your hands on this. It is a beautiful, sleek-looking heater, and man, does it really work. If you're someone like me, you get cold often, you can bring the Gen 40 with you, and you can... I really like how... They describe this at Eden Pure. It's zone heating. Like, in other words, you don't want to heat up your entire house or your entire office building and spend all that money on heating bills when you can just heat up where you're sitting and avoid paying through the nose when it comes to your utility bills. So the Gen 40 is sleek and stylish, and you all know I can attest to the quality of Eden Pure products. Plus, right now, my friends at Eden Pure are giving you $50 off their very popular Gen 40 heater. Jared, you're a huge fan of the Gen 40. I know you love it. It has so many great features that you appreciate. Tell people a little bit about this product. Yeah, I like the heat, the way it heats up, like you said, the convective heat, so it's not blasting you out, but I really... What a lot of Eden Pure products are like this too. A lot of their heaters. I really like the look of it. It's very sleek. It's kind of a mid-century Mad Men feel to it. There's this this kind of wood uh, face to it with some nice black grating on it. Like it really, it looks like a piece of furniture in the room that keeps you warm, not some giant jet engine or some you know clunky thing that looks like a hibachi out there. You know that that really hurts the decor. I would say. So save $50 this week only with code GRACE50 and go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. Plus, right now, if you go to EdenPureDeals.com and you use code GRACE50, you're also going to get free shipping, which is such a nice added bonus. I know people appreciate, especially around the holidays. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE50 for the Gen 40 heater. When we come back, we've got a great guest for you and a great segment lined up. don't go anywhere. Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. This is the Grace Curley Show. So you look, you want to make it real. A money-saving deal. It's Grace's Goodies. Goody, goody. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curly Show. It is that time of year. The weather, the holiday stress, the coughs, the colds. You guys know the drill. You name it, and a lot of people are feeling it right now. They're feeling, some people are feeling like crap this time of year. And today we have a wonderful Grace's Goodies that is here to help with all of your under-the-weather woes. Um, It's spike support. It's enzymes that help boost your immunity, which, face it, everyone could use a boost to their immunity around this time of year and all year long, really. So while supplies last, you can purchase a 30-day supply of Spike Support Formula for just $33. This has a value of $66, so you're getting a great deal. And joining me now is Dr. Ben Tapper to discuss the benefits of Spike Support. Dr. Tapper, first of all, thank you for joining us. And uh, second, I was wondering if you could break down for people some of the enzymes and ingredients in this product and why they need it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, the spike support is a vital supplement right now, especially with all the mRNA-type technology out there. It's the only supplement on the market that's really targeting the spike toxin that's being produced by the mRNA technology. So it's one of those that has ingredients in there, like nanokinase. We have dandelion root, selenium, other ingredients in there that are going to target the toxicities that are being produced. And so it helps the body eliminate some of those toxins that are, that are being produced from the mRNA technology. And I was I was researching these ingredients, Dr. Tapper, and I was especially looking at the Irish sea moss because I, I hear of that all the time now and how mineral rich it is and how important it is for people. And a lot of these ingredients, if you were to buy them separately, it would cost you over $100. These are very expensive things to buy separately. And, and you're getting them in all together in one pill form. It's a great deal. It's an absolutely great deal. And plus, it's you know, it has different... Um, like you said, if you if you break down the ingredients in that list, you're going to spend way more than what the spike is going for. And right now, it's an incredible deal. Um, you know, and also we have the the ten percent off the med kits as well. There's a really good deal going on right now. Um, you know, and so on that being said, um, you know, it's 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 a great deal. It really is. And, and the other thing, uh, Dr. Tapper, that I was I was doing this morning, I, I was looking at some of the reviews on your site for this product, which, again, people can go to gracecurleyshow.com. Just click on store to get this unbelievable savings on the spike support uh, right now at gracecurleyshow.com. Click on store. And I was reading some of the reviews, and it's really amazing how people feel such a difference once they start using this product. Yeah, I mean... Well, the, the ingredients in the list, too, I mean, we have the green tea extract, we have the dandelion extract, all those different things in there are going to help the body detoxify. So pulling those toxins out of the body is huge. I mean, all disease starts with either toxicity or deficiency. So when you give the body what it needs, it can be well, especially if we focus on those ingredients and giving the body what it needs, it can be well, especially in today's time with this mRNA technology. Like I said, it's, it, we are in crucial times right now, and so getting on a supplement like this can really, really be a key factor in, in, your, in your recovery and feeling well and your level of health. Yeah, and I want people to hop on this uh, right now because I don't want to get complaints when it runs out. So go to gracecurleyshow.com and get this Grace's goodies while it's up there. Also, Dr. Ben Tapper, I want to talk about the emergency kit in just one second here. But before I do, you mentioned, I'm not going to try to say it because I'm going to butcher it and you know it better than I do. But the enzyme that it has the anti-clotting effects, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I know that's a, a huge part of this spike support uh, a product. Yeah, I mean, nanokinase is a is a is a enzyme. Basically, uh, you know, it's usually most of the time it's 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 a dietary supplement. Basically, that's going to be helping pull, pull the, the the spike toxin out of the body. Um, it's it's a Japanese, you know, it's a really it came from the J- Japan. It's a definitely a, a powerful um, enzyme, but it's it is considered safe. It's very powerful. It is a natural supplement, and it's you know it is capable of of breaking down that spike support, that spike toxin, and pulling it from the body. I mean, you're looking at Pfizer right now. They're talking about, hey, get your spike, get your spike vaccine. And all the, the new crave in, the, in, the, in Pfizer's world is a spike verbiage that we're hearing left and right. And so the nanokinase is a powerhouse enzyme that's going to target that spike toxin that is being produced in the body. And so there, there's no other supplement like this on the market. So it's one of those things that we have to be supplementing with this right now because nanokinase has been been shown to help de- break that toxin down. 
Now go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on store for that. But also, I, can you give people, a, we're running out of time here, Dr. Tapper, but just a little bit of info on this emergency kit and where they can get it and the deal you're offering. Yep. Well, right. So a lot of the times during the pandemic, we had these protocols that were actually been shown to cause harm. So the, the emergency kits are there for emergency use purposes. They help to you know, keep you out of the hospital. It's pre, it's, it should be a time and place for, to, for peace of mind to have to keep you, preventing you from going to the hospitals. Um, we have a 10% off discount right now. If you, if you go to twc.health slash curly and use the code curly to get 10% off, the med kits has ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and other ingredients to help keep you from the hospitals. Dr. Ben Tapper, thank you so much. Everyone go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on store to get that great Grace's goodies. We'll be right back.